Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you by the movie Ma. A lonely middle-aged woman befriends some teenagers and decides to let them party in the basement of her home. But there's some house rules. One of the kids has to stay sober, don't curse, and never go upstairs. Ooh, what's upstairs? They must also refer to her as Ma. But as Ma's hospitality starts to curdle into obsession, what began as a teenage dream turns into a terrorizing nightmare, and Ma's place goes from the best place in town to the worst place on earth. Release date is May 31st, that's Friday, directed by Tate Taylor, written by, guess what, Scotty Landis. Oh, wow, Scotty Landis. Um, Landis, uh, who of course wrote on Workaholics, co-created House Party with uh, with Adam Devine, um, wrote on uh, Game Over Man, has been a guest on the ALN podcast, and is about to blow the fuck up with his uh, with his big uh, thriller uh, psychological horror movie Ma coming out Friday, May thirty first. Scotty's the man; he's hilarious and uh, and he's crushing it. He got Octavia Spencer to star in a in a in a movie that's out everywhere. So go see it, May 31st, Ma, starring Octavia Spencer, uh, Gianni Paolo, who was just on the podcast as well, and written by our own Scotty Landis. Go support, baby. All right? Ma, Friday. Go get scared. Hey, Brad. What's up, Adam? Oh, dude, you know, just feeling real chill. You look good. You feel good. Oh, and when you look good and you feel good, you pod good. Darn right. And what's the best way that we can pod good? Put Koi CBD in your body. So great. I'm so glad that these guys jumped on as the sponsors. CBD oil is the hottest thing in health right now. You watch the news. Every day there's a new study about how good this stuff is and the benefits of it. We're one press conference away from Trump being like, this is why (laughs) my cheeseburgers taste so good. They've got Koi CBD oil in them. CBD, if you don't know what it is, it's not weed. That's a big misconception. It's an yep. oil derived from an industrial hemp plant that has no psychoactive effects, so you get the medical benefits from the hemp plant without getting the high, man. It's a great natural alternative to over-the-counter and pharmaceutical drugs. Now, there's a lot of uh, uses for CBD oil. Absolutely. Uh, creams, uh, tinctures, uh, vapes, gummies, which Koi all provides. I fuck with the gummies every morning because yeah. it starts my day off with a very relaxed, chill, meditative... Uh, I just feel dialed in. There's got to be something in these gummies that also you know gives your brain an extra level of of uh coherentness is that the word well because you, you probably it makes a, you make up words you <laughs> took a gummy before you said that that's for sure and i do the same thing but i have the but i have the oils i, I just take the cbd yeah. oil i put it in my tea and then i'm, I'm good to go for You're the a rest tea guy of the day now. is that is that from being married I mean, I, I I don't know what it is. I'm a, tea is great though. I'm I'm a tea guy because it makes me feel good. And yeah. CBD oil, koi CBD oil, makes me feel even better. They got all sorts of flavors. They got what are the pep, flavors? They got peppermint. They Oof. got lemon lime. They got blue raspberry. They got all these all these different things. They are the fruity pebbles of CBD oil. <laughs> People use it too for pain, anxiety, inflammation. My mom uses the uh, koi uh, topical creams for yeah. arthritis, and she straight yep. up told me she's like, "I don't hurt like I hurt before." That's a great slogan. And I'm like, that is so honest. 
honest and real. And that's coming from a Jewish mom. Yeah. And as you said, they don't, uh, they don't lie. They don't lie. This stuff works so well. I'm scared to rub the lotion on me because I think it might cure my dwarfism. <laughs> and then what the fuck am I going to joke about? Well, Koi CBD, uh, all these products are manufactured in the USA with 100% natural CBD oil. Uh, it's the best tasting product on the market, as yep. we've attested to the flavors. We've tried a bunch. People have come to us all the time. Genebake, yo, can we sponsor? We haven't found the one we've liked until now. And uh, they're uh, America's number one trusted CBD brand. All the products are uh, THC-free. And uh, it's a family-owned and operated um, uh, company. And uh, if you want to fuck with Koi, which you should, because we do, and we can't uh, talk about how much we love their products enough, uh, the gummies, the tinctures, the creams, uh, the tinctures, the drops. Dude, I put a couple drops in before I go to bed. And it also makes it easier to drink coffee, because coffee gives me a little bit of anxiety. Yep. Now it calms me down. Um, so I love that. If you want it, go to KoiCBD.com right now. Put in promo code about last night, all one word, all caps, for 20% off any retail order from the website. Koi cbd.com promo code about last night for 20 percent off the order start feeling good start living good start looking good start dwarfing good start dwarfing good <laughs> the official uh dwarf uh sponsor koi is the official cbd sponsor of dwarves can i say that i'm pretty sure <laughs> you've got proof i'm i'm a dwarf i'll bring it up at the next meeting <laughs> and now enjoy a brand new episode of the about last night podcast with brad williams and adam ray Hey guys, Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast bonus episode. Holy shit. Ben Glebe is running for president. Holy shit. Ben Glebe, comedian, actor, voiceover artist. Um, wow. Game show host, idiot test on Netflix, is running for president. And, uh, and he is trying to get 65,000 donations in two weeks to be uh, accepted into the debates, which would be phenomenal because, as Bill Maher and many others have said, we need a comedian to go toe-to-toe with these fucking Trump-like uh, crazies, and um, especially Trump, just to battle him uh, in a game of wits, which uh, shouldn't be tough because Trump puts ketchup on steak. Um Ben Glebe, go to uh, Glebe2020.com to uh, make your donations. Um, I've made a donation. Anything helps. A dollar helps. If you just literally go to Glebe2020.com and donate a dollar, um, that counts as a donation, uh, one of the 65000 that he needs to, uh, to get into the debates. So do that because Ben is a smart, funny dude. And um, if you follow him on Instagram or Twitter at Ben Glebe, uh, you can just see uh, his his campaign journeys and uh, and get to know a little bit more about him and what he stands for, which is um, being a voice of the people. Because all these guys that are uh, in office or or running are 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 uh, have political ties and and uh, alternative agendas, and and they're just um, you know tied to to money and other bullshit. And look, there's other great candidates out there. I think Elizabeth Warren and uh, Kamala Harris are uh, exceptional. Biden, when he's not sniffing heads, uh, says some cool shit. But uh, Glebe's, um, it'd be cool to get him into the debates and just get the people's voice going for a change and see what, see how that mixes up uh, amongst the, the the rest of them. So Glebe2020.com, uh, $1 is all you got to do. Make a donation and, um, and let's see what happens. Shake it up a little bit. Uh, that's what this episode is today. It's a, uh, it's a one-hour chat with uh, presidential candidate Ben Glebe. Um, so, uh, so enjoy this one and, uh, learn something. There's some funny too, of course. It's a, it's a comedy podcast, but, uh, Ben, uh, gives us his take on, on a lot of issues and, um, 
and uh, we just talk about life and people and, and what uh, what we got to do as a country to get back on track. Um, follow me on Twitter and, and uh, Instagram at Adam Ray Comedy at Funny Brad at ALN Podcast. Um, this week and next week I'm in LA. Oh shit! No, that's right. Friday I'm in Chico. <laughs> Sorry, Chico, I forgot about you. The El Rey Theater, 8 p.m. Friday, uh, Chico, California, which is um, north of San Francisco and San Jose. I think I fly into San Jose. Uh, but come out and see me, El Rey Theater, Chico, California, 8 p.m. Cannot wait. Uh, tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Brad Williams is in Houston, Texas this weekend at the Houston Improv. Get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. And again, I'll be in L.A. for the next uh, two weeks after this Friday uh, doing shows all around town. Laugh Factory, Comedy Store, Improv. All those tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Ballastnightpodcast.com for past and present eps and your ALN merch. Shop adamray.com for all your Adam Ray merch. And email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. And, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll respond back. Maybe read some fan mail. Get you a chance to win some free merch. So many great apps coming up. Recorded one with the Super Troopers today. Uh, Kevin Hefferin, uh, Heffernan and uh, Steve Lemley of the Super Troopers. Um, uh, Beer Fest, uh, Judge uh, Club Dread, um, and Tacoma FD now on uh, True TV. Um, those guys are fucking hilarious. That app will be coming out in a few weeks. John Renitsky's coming out in a few weeks. Um, so subscribe on iTunes and comment rate on the iTunes page. And, uh, and give us a five-star rating. All right, now that we got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a bonus episode of the About Last Night podcast with presidential candidate Ben Glebe. Well, the weekend's over and it's time to chat about it. It's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down? Eh? So why don't you sit hey. down? Listen to our dope podcast. Yeah. Whether podcast. lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of day. So come over and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Oh, come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Now you could be the first president to have to do that at the podium for mm, a speech. That'd be amazing. It would. Have you thought about things? Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. My inaugural address. Look, Jet. it's one of those things where I yeah. feel like if, like, same thing with a band. Like, if your music is good, you can name yourself whatever. If you're, if you're likable, and you know, I feel like this way for stand up too. And you know, you could say just about anything if people like you. Mm -hmm. So, if and when you win, mm -hmm. uh, and you are up there, it's like what, can, like what could pushing the envelope, saying things, doing things. People were like, yeah, well, we put you in, so like. We're not really going to be mad about you doing fun. Also, I feel like at this point, anything truly different that is fun that's like, you know, especially coming from a, a white Jew that was doing anything that was like rap related, <laughs> people were going to go, dude, this guy's having a good time. They're going to they're gonna find my old rap life. They're going to find my oh, rap Oh, that's track. right. Oh, yeah. You oh, man, are you worried, have you gone back and, and deleted stuff and mm -hmm. looked at, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I have. that's going to that's gonna be the, the, the lessons that we're going to teach our children. Not, you know, how to ride bikes, not yeah, how to right. code, but just like, oh, no, this is how to scrub. Yeah. Delete your stuff. Mm -hmm. Go back. Yeah. But look, that stuff's probably on the internet still somewhere cached and it's all good. I'm not yeah. afraid, afraid of what I did. I'm just not asking for fights, you know? Yeah. And, and hey, th this is an historic occasion because we've had Academy Award winners on this podcast. Mm -hmm. We've had uh, Emmy Award winners on this podcast. Yeah. Never have we had a presidential candidate 
on this podcast. Oh, so I'm happy to help you make history. So you are popping our cherries, Ben Glee. This is right. crazy. <laughs> like uh, I mean, it's like because it's legitimately but, happening, but it's also yeah, not surprising. Like if you if you were to ask any comedian, like who uh, who out of us would run for president? Like, We'd say Dana Gould, say Dana and Gould, then, <laughs> and then Jay London, Jay, Lo- Jay London. Yeah, drink four if you're playing the Jay London drinking game at home. Oh, my also God. Google Jay London just yeah. to see and a, then your you, potential running mate, and then you'll see why that joke was so great. Yeah, <laughs> Jay London's running for prehistoric president. <laughs> I like that. I'll take that. Perfect. No, but and, and if you listen to your podcast uh, last week on Earth, um, <coughs> sorry, and uh, you'll find out like you're not just a guy that just like you spat out some ideas. You're not a conspiracy guy that's just yelling into the wind. Like you actually, you watch a lot of this stuff. Mm. You you've always been you so informed. Pay attention. Like is that is that something that's always been your deal with? politics and what's going on in this country it is i mean i've talked politics on this podcast before yeah. remember i just dropped in at one of the improv one time you guys yes. like, tell us about the world i'm like all right here's the situation yeah and yeah it's like halfway through i was probably a little buzz that day too Dude, yeah you all you always have such a like i mean and this must have started like way back when yeah have you always been this just interested in um other walks of life that aren't comedy like you seem like i don't feel like this is something you just go oh in my late 20s i picked up politics right no like, it kind of was actually oh, shit. Okay. i mean i was interested in it always a little bit but really when george w bush won the first time i became interested because i'm like oh no the world's at risk uh-huh. and then when he got reelected, i was like i'm in i'm i'm fully in now you are kind of forced to be extra privy to what's happening yeah i just feel like it's our responsibility it to is. like do what we can to to try to help solve our nation's problems and with whatever skills we got and to try to be try try to care about the the things that affect the future and if we can help in any way we got to do it and that's the major reason why i decided to run for president is look i don't know if the voters are going to decide that i'm the person they want to be president it's a long shot i would be be happy to admit but i just kept waking up in the middle of the night or watching the news and like feeling this heavy weight on me being like I think we might need a comedian to stop this guy and if yeah. I don't I don't think anybody else is going to throw their hat in the ring I don't think anybody else is going to try to do it and I would just regret the rest of my life if I didn't do it well the thing about it is that in the one thing that you have that a lot of these other candidates don't in and and we saw that in the debates when Trump was going up against Clinton where Trump would say something batshit insane yeah and hillary wouldn't fought, wouldn't hit him back right would, we, would just kind of let him go and like well well that's not what i think and what i'll do and then she would go into her spiel mm-hmm. you're a guy where not where you've done entire crowd work shows mm-hmm. to where like th- this is this is up your alley so if, if someone says something dumb whether it be trump or one of your fellow democratic candidates you'll be able to call them on it 100 percent. you know he's He's one of the great trolls. He's the best heckler in political history, and the only way to guarantee you stop a heckler is with a comedian. Yes. Or a door guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we, can, we get, can we get the bouncer from the Helium in Buffalo, who I, who, who I saw literally just pick a woman up with one arm and just walk around the club and go, nah, you're done. Isn't his name I'm Will gonna, Smith? Yes. His yeah. name is Will Smith. <laughs> it is. I remember that. His name's actually Will Smith. I remember him. He's the bouncer at the Helium in Buffalo, New York. Him. He's amazing. Yeah. He could be your running mate. Look, at least Secretary of Transportation. Because he moved that woman very efficiently. <laughs> At least my body man. I, yeah, I'm gonna definitely have about club bouncers around me. Is there something that that uh, sticks out to you issue wise that you feel extra motivated to um, cure? You know what I'm saying? Like, is there something that you feel like? And I, I think that's one of the big. Um, 
you know, topics for most candidates where it's like, well, where do you prioritize the issues and what right. is most yeah. important? And, and I think a lot of people probably gravitate towards someone that, that speaks about the main issue being something that, that connects extra with them. Right. Of like where they're like, if they're dealing with, you know, uh, uh, you know, not bringing in enough income, like economy, like, you know, uh, employment, like all that stuff or, or not having health care for their kids. And that's going to be like a top issue. Mm-hmm. How do you determine what is the thing to put all your energy into? I put a lot of the issues into a hat. I blindfold myself and Great. I just reach in. Yeah. Like a grab bag. A political, <laughs> yeah, grab bag. A political grab bag. It's like those grab bags you used to get at shitty birthday parties exactly. when they're like, well, we yeah. know that the Chuck E. Cheese right. is uh, this. This party sucks because mm-hmm. only two of the puppets are working. Yeah. But at least here's a yo-yo and yeah. some now and laters for now. <laughs> Now and later. Exactly right. Yeah. I wanted to get one of those rooms that blows wind up and you just grab stuff out of the air like cash. Oh, that'd but be that great. That was very expensive. It was very yeah. expensive. How much yeah. are those, do you think? I think probably about two grand. <laughs> and so, so no, in all seriousness, absolutely. And I feel I feel like the most systemic issue is what it is on the back of my flyer right here. Like, I've got I've got 14 issues on my website and on my card here. Mm-hmm. Most, most of the candidates running. There's 24, including myself, that are official, like, bigger candidates, mainstream candidates for president. And I'm the only one, by the way, that's not getting most of the mainstream coverage yet. I'm mm-hmm. new, but they're really trying to put their foot on the scale by not allowing an outside voice in. I really think it's because they're afraid. We can talk about more of that in Fuck a second. Fuck yeah, it is. They don't want yeah. an outside voice who's going to call them on their shit. They do not want a comedian in there, a truth teller in there. We're the truth tellers of our society. They want another career politician or multimillionaire to come in there and right. play they're the game. They ties, right? Yes, to- they're already entrenched. And it's a, it's a cyclical self-feeding cycle where they have them on their air. They elect those people. Those people go back on the air. They keep their rating up and they do yeah. not and it won't aim to challenge that and so my biggest two issues are on the back of the flyer stop donald trump and take our democracy back taking our democracy back is our is the number one issue and it's the most pressing and the reason for it is because we have nothing else without that so trump and they work hand to hand because trump's trying everything he can to erode our democracy mm-hmm. and we need so urgently to do everything we can to bring our democracy back in every way the voice is being taken away from the people. So we just mentioned the fact that they're not letting an outside voice in our race, not just a comedian's voice, which would be helpful, but just an outside voice, a regular dude. We yeah. all know one thing about comics. We're regular dudes. We travel the country. We eat chicken wings. We get drunk after a show. We talk to normal people. We hang with regular people because we are that. That's our yeah, life. Dude. And and here's the thing that uh, so many people complain about a lot of the candidates running where they say like, oh, you're not connected. You don't know right. what a gallon of milk costs. Right. You, don't, you know, you, you've, you've been a career politician for how long that you don't know the people. I mean... Who's more connected in, to the people than comedians? We literally travel the country. I yes. I know that you've been to... We eat at Chili's every yes. other week. <laughs> you've and been, we enjoy it. Yeah. That's how crazy it I is. I mean, who doesn't like riblets? That was my gay porn name. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> just, what's your stance on gay porn? <laughs> I think everybody has to do what they want to do. I want to keep it safe. That's all I care about. It's actually it a great safe. point. Yeah. Because that's, I feel like, the biggest thing with porn is that you hear like them not being safe and getting yeah. diseases. Mm. <laughs> like like dwarfism that's how I caught it that's how you got that he was yeah. used to be full size <laughs> and then he got into the porn world and he shrunk it's yeah. like the reverse of those little things those little foam creatures that you put in water and they get 25 times their size Shrinky that's dicks. what you are yeah. and so so but in every way our democracy well, that's the clip so whenever that's, that's one clip <laughs> one, one clip, clip. One clip. Thank take God. a minute okay, yeah. okay thank God. <laughs> no, no, more clips. so in every way our, our democracy is being eroded so they're not allowing outside voices in then they gerrymander districts and try to literally carve them around black people yes. carve them around minorities so they do not get their voice counted and they try to restrict access to the ballot both of those things should be will be criminalized my administration you don't ever do a damn thing to try to affect someone's ability to vote that's, are you kidding yeah 
That's the basis of what makes a democracy a democracy yeah. is one person, one vote. So that leads to the other one. We have to ban the electoral college. Got to take our democracy back by not having it be any more a system where it's not one person, one vote. People in other states say, but our state is smaller and our interests won't be represented. Your interests should be represented, but they shouldn't be disproportionately represented. Yeah, if right. If we have millions and millions and millions more people in one state than the other, they should have a bigger say because yeah. it's more people. And, all, and all, also, it's not that a state's interest is more represented. It's just a voice because a, a, voice. a, a, a voice in California should not be worth more than a voice in Delaware. Or less. Yeah. And it's just arbitrary lines, these state lines. So we have to get rid of the Electoral College so it's one person, one voice. Then big money in politics also is how we take our democracy back because we have moneyed interests are the only ones that get to have a voice in our politics and that's why it's only multimillionaires and career politicians they're entrenched they're people that literally have every issue decided by how much big business will cave and allow at the margins without affecting their profit margins and that's completely the opposite of what a country should be you keep wondering why our, our income wealth or our income gap and our health and our wealth gap keeps widening in this country mm. it's because we do not ever elect a regular person to represent us we keep electing multimillionaires and billionaires and people who have been in forever who say intellectually they want to fix things but they don't know how to do it they're buddies with all the corrupt guys once you're in there for 5, 8, 10, 15, 20 years you are no longer a regular person you can't relate you yeah. need somebody who cares about the struggles of everyday people because you are one and that's what I bring to this race plus I'll be a lot funnier than all these dudes yeah you will too and and, I want that too you want that so bad that matters it mattered Mm -hmm. in fourth grade when I ran for treasurer the kid that beat me was funnier (laughs) and guess what you know he had better look I was you know I also ran on the platform of like vote for me and we'll have McDonald's Every day for lunch, and then I waited to be part of my platform. (laughs) (laughs) But then I waited to be and said, "Psych, yeah." And guess what? An old psych joke. Dead silence. Yeah, I did not win. And I will say that as you were making that very impassioned speech, uh, two things uh, stood out to me: that Mm -hmm. a Ben Glebe is ready to be a politician because of how well you were speaking, and two, you had that Clinton thumb finger point thing down yeah. you, I'm trying to avoid doing it but it, it's just literally <laughs> coming out of me well but it's like you it have happens. to you need a powerful gesture mm-hmm. and, and you, do. you can't do the fucking like frosted flakes they're great you, you can't know. do that <laughs> you can't do the Heil Hitler that's much worse that went out of style and then slowly came back and now what's ho- funny is that was back the original Tony the Tiger uh, <laughs> they're great and they actually had to call Tony into the office and be like that's great <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I'm excited about the cereal <laughs> yeah but yeah. Um. So, so I've been trying to do more of like a point, but the people that don't like the point, so I do the point, but kind of like not at anybody. I'm like, another point, yes. and another point. And okay. another, I kind of do this. I'll do a half mixture, I point to the side, and I hold it. Now, uh, I hold it. I'll say this too. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Adam and I both come from the theme park world. I, I will mm. tell you that at Disneyland. You were Wolverine. Who are you? Uh, the bodyguard for the dwarves. Oh, wow. Nice. All, for all the characters. I was like, the ca- I was the character host. Obviously, look at these packs. No, uh, so. <laughs> What what they told us because we, they told us on our first day you can't point because in like that's offensive in like one culture so they did a two finger point mm. so they so they told us to do that mm-hmm. and then I, I I feel that's a very powerful how about gesture. a three finger finger point would be yeah. nice that's just although two is good because that's like yeah. the equal sign of my of my logo it is ooh the, the equality how logo. do you design there, there you the go. logo is that like step one in this whole process that was an early step I yeah. just thought of it and I was, I was trying to think of what we could do and I wanted it to be simple but yet impactful every other campaign all these campaigns with millions of dollars and the ability to do anything mm-hmm. just have they just throw some stripes on, the, crazy. on their name and yeah. that's it 
There's no meaning to them at all ever. And and, and that and that was a five million dollar meeting. Yeah, that they spent made, that five made million on these logos. And I literally <laughs> thought about it for a minute. I'm like, I want it to be impactful. I think we could make the G stripes. And I'm like, oh, if we go two stripes, it's red and blue as an equal sign representing equality, and no more of us trying to divide ourselves among party lines. And equality starts standing for what our campaign stands for and our country should stand for: equal pay, equal rights, equal protection under the law equality no more we will stand for anything less we will no longer accept anything less and uh, and one thing i like is that you will talk about things in terms of like it, it seems like now politics is just wait to see what the other side says and then you say the opposite mm. no one has an opinion they don't have an original thought it's just counter whatever the fuck the other side said and then your base kind of s- supports that right take, so, take obamacare for that reason they they first there's no substantive reason the republicans are against obamacare when the democrats say we admit it's flawed help mm-hmm. us make it better and instead they're like no for political reasons we're going to overturn it overturning it means you take away health care from millions sure. of people that's it, all it does and that's a fact and they still say what what's their argument to that they just say it it, 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 it doesn't it, work there's a lot of costs on business it, it's hard on jobs. It puts a lot of restrictions on, on healthcare companies, but in fact, it actually has created more jobs by millions in healthcare since Obamacare rolled out. They just sit, talk out of their ass. That's they just want to op- oppose well, it's because, what the black guy did. It's yeah. because they called it Obamacare. Now, mm. now, if they had called it no, no abortion care, Ooh, right. That's something that Republicans could 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 have gotten behind. Yeah, just rebrand it. How do you propose? <laughs> no, it does cover birth control. That's, actually, birth control helps prevent abortion, so they should be in favor of that. But they're just hypocritical on all these sex and reproductive rights issues too. They're against birth control and against Planned Parenthood, but and against abortion. If you're against Planned Parenthood, that means you're for unplanned parenthood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to unplanned, like, there's, there's no consistency. I know. And then we, once you're born, they care about life so much until it's alive. Then, ah, we're not so into it. We're not going to provide then you any assistance whatsoever. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps on your stride. little baby bootstraps. On your stride Little baby bootstraps. <laughs> Which was my other gay porn name. Mm-hmm. Baby bootstraps? Yeah. yeah. Little baby, baby bootstraps? Yeah. Oh, we're just good. I rented the second one. It's a cute name. Bring myself to watch <laughs> the, the third. Now, uh, I, I, want, I want to ask some. Yeah, yeah. How do you propose to, because there is this, like, consistent uh, just rhetoric of, of soundbite, culture and like Republicans doing so much to be like uh, where things aren't fact checked and they're just like this is what it is like creating this new truth where it's like you can just say stuff yeah and that's what it is Trump has really made that worse it's unreal that we can even live in a place to where that he literally is like this is what it is and then you're like but it's not and you're like but it is Mm -hmm. and then we're like but it's not and then it almost is like making the people who are fact checking him and being like Dude, you you're like making us look bad by continuing to repeat like that's not right, and he's like, well, yeah. prove it, and then you say, and then you prove it, and then he's like, nah, it's that's bullshit, yeah, and then you're like, he's just putting a stamp on the argument and, yeah. and, and trying to just kibosh it by just being like, you're wrong, yeah. Fact ha- checkers are, are fact checkers are killing themselves at rather they're like tattletales. Fact checkers are becoming tattletales. It seems like where he's like, you're just like, why why can't you just accept that that's what it is, <laughs> and you're like, but that's not what it is. He's like, you baby, Look, it's completely mm-hmm. untrue. What you're saying is completely untrue. What I'm saying is true, and I know you're going to look it up on your computer. But here's video of it. That's not me. You CGI me. I'm much more orange. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really. How, so how do you go? How do you get? You know, whether it's his base or the people that are still backing him, which I feel like are, you know, half delusional. You know, people that truly are products of their environment that don't know other than they don't watch, they don't care to open their minds to anything other than what he is and what he's saying. 
and then the people that just don't want to admit to themselves that they fucked up. To me, Trump supporters now are like people that uh, shit take shit their pants on a roller coaster. They know they fucked up, but they don't have the balls <laughs> to stand up and admit it in front of everyone that they shit their pants. They're like, you know, I'm just going to sit in these poop pants until we all fuck up. They have die. the balls. Balls are just covered in shit. That's, <laughs> that's the one thing. And that needs to go on the poster. <laughs> but how do you how do you encourage a, um, a group of people that, that won't open their minds to open their minds? It's a challenge. And yeah. so there's a couple different ways. First of all, I think you're right. That's two of the three categories of Trump supporters. One is to realize they fucked up and they don't want to admit it. They're embarrassed. They're afraid. They don't want to realize they were that wrong about somebody. B, they just only listen to him and don't want to allow other facts in. And then C, the third group, is the group that realizes he's a real dick and he's a real asshole mm. and they don't care just because they need the policies he's promising and they're desperate. And that's the only group that I still have sympathy for. That group, mm -hmm. I understand. They voted for him even though I don't think you should ever be able to prioritize your own individual monetary needs or a particular policy, ending the estate tax. I know a lot of farmers, that was very important to them. And the most Trump county in the country, I watched a documentary about it, and that's what why they voted for him yeah. largely because they needed to be able to pass on their wealth, and he, he would promise to change that. But I don't personally think you never va should value that over the morals of a country and who you are. If you don't have a base of what makes us who we are, then there's no point in even fighting for it. But I do also understand the flip perspective mm -hmm. when you have to take care of your family and put food on the table and provide the other grander issues sometimes are less important. So I do understand that. And I would just explain to them, we get it. But I promise you, he's a con man. You haven't seen the changes that you want. You haven't seen... You know, we have low unemployment, but we have underemployment. We have the Trump tax, not the Trump tariffs, but the Trump tax yeah. mm -hmm. that he put on by doing this unnecessary trade war with China that's just affecting the cost of American products, or of, of Chinese products we're bringing in here that we now charge more to Americans. It's causing a huge stress on farmers that he has to then subsidize them. By the way, socialist move, bro. That's not free market to mm. put to put subsidies to farmers and to put tariffs on things. Both are socialist. So mm. we need to stop demonizing these labels, but that's a side point. So you just try to appeal to them and say, I will change what you need. I will improve your financial situation, and also I will restore us in the world. I will protect American workers and value human workforces and not just give way to automation without even having a debate about where we do and do not want robots to take over. And you'll realize that under my administration, you will actually get what you want and you'll be proud of your president again. And he'll make you laugh a lot. <laughs> so we got that. Now, you talk about a little more money in the pocket. Uh, oh, but sorry, last thing. Okay. You also don't need the Trump supporters. That's a bonus. You don't? No, he's got a base of 34% of hardcore people wow. support him. You That's just need not... everybody else. And you need to register new voters. I'm going to do the Telethon for America again. We're going to get that back. That was big time. Yeah. That's what I thought that was we... one thing that uh, you did, and I was I was honored to be a part of that, that you organized and damn near killed yourself doing it, Truth. is you did the Telethon for America for the midterm elections. And and the one thing I loved about that is you did not say, we're doing this so we can vote out so-and-so mm -hmm. or vote in these people. Mm -hmm. You just said, just vote. 100%. That's non, all we want. Nonpartisan, partner with Michelle Obama's When We All Vote. It was... They they demanded and I demanded that it was 100% nonpartisan event. 95 huge celebrities I hosted it with Olivia Munn. We had like Charlize Theron and Natalie Portman and Chelsea Handler and Jane yeah. Fonda and Brad Williams. Uh, Brad freaking Williams. Was right. there. How'd you get Amy him? Schumer. <laughs> Brad Williams was one of the big draws. Sure, sure, sure. And 
a million people watched and we took thousands and tens of thousands of pledges to vote the next day in the midterms and to create voting squads to exponentially increase the reach of each pledge that we took for the voting squads. And the next day, our goal was to help create historic turnout. And there yeah. was historic turnout, best since 1914 and record ever among youth. And so that's the kind of thing that I would be able to do as a private citizen, yeah. just because I care about the country. And all of the people running who are in the Senate or in the Congress or have been mayors of small towns, I don't like to speak to the mayor right now, but the people in the Senate and Congress have not created huge, impactful change, most of them, in the time they've been in there. Mm. Yet they're the only ones that get taken seriously. And as mm. a private citizen, I just took it upon myself to try to impact as much as I could. And we can't get the major networks to cover us, which is why... We're, we're, we're announcing right now what we're calling the Democracy Challenge. We just are talking about this the last couple of days, and I would love to, to challenge all of your listeners that I'm not asking for your endorsement right now. Mm. There's a year and a half until the election, more than that. We do not need to choose yet who we're supporting. We shouldn't. We don't know anything about these people yet. Yeah, not, we early. don't know enough. But we do need other voices in it. We are not benefited by 23 voices that are only career politicians and multi-multi-millionaires. So if you want another voice, a voice of a regular person just in it at this point in the race, before they narrow it down, please go to Glebe2020.com right now on your phone while you're listening. You can do it. G-L-E-I-B-2020.com and donate whatever you can afford, but even just $1, whatever you can afford, because we need it's very expensive to run campaigns when we're going against machines that have millions of dollars and we're behind yeah. schedule on it. We only have two weeks left to qualify for 65,000 donations. But so even $1 counts. Okay. Please do it. A dollar for your democracy. And let's see if it's true. Is it a lie that we still have a government by the people of the people? Or is it true? Will they find a reason to not have me on the debate stage if we hit 65,000 donations or not? There's one easy way to find out by $1. If you each donate a dollar and get five or 10 of your friends to do it, in these next two weeks, we will hit that. And, and what do you have right now? And I'll be yeah. on the debate. I can't announce what okay. we're at, but we have thousands. That's and awesome. we have way more to go than that. We need some kind of exponential growth and a viral moment in these two weeks. So it's not a certain amount of money amount you need. Because that, that nope. was my under nope. impression. It was 65,000. It's 65,000 donations. Donations. 65,000 yes. people showing that they give a shit, that they want to yep. benefit from their choices, which should be a poster yep. with your name highlighted. <laughs> and it's time to benefit. Oh, friends of benefits. Yeah. <laughs> 200 in 20 states also has to be, but that'll just happen, I'm pretty, Man, pretty it's, likely. It's so uh, interesting that that there is a lack of, um, I don't know, like you mentioned this early, like taking responsibility for being in this country and, and trying to actively participate in like, having a voice like that is such a I think you become more conditioned to the idea as you get older of like oh it's not gonna matter anyway right like who cares if I recycle or this thing right now it's not gonna like what I'm gonna save one seal it's like or if I did you know it's like yeah dude like all that shit does add up it adds and up. especially but if it right does it yeah and right now it's like there is if you're not motivated by what's happening now like what it because I don't think we're gonna see what we're seeing now for a while again you know at least this bad where it's this type of right i mean i would like to think so let's hope unless trump wins again which is a real possibility it's a very real possibility and that's exactly why i'm doing this look i if i don't win i hope that i still and why it's still worth your dollar is to test our democracy and also to have a comedian in there who can weaken trump who can poke holes in him yeah even if your republican doesn't like trump you should want me in the race to be able to 
weaken this guy because it's more important, as James Comey, a lifelong Republican, says we have to vote for Democrats right now just to stop the erosion of our values that, 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 that's happening. So I would be able in this race to poke holes at him, to weaken him, and to show the other candidates ways you can more effectively take him on. Yeah. And if I just accomplish that, I will have done... I think a lot of positive in this race and your dollar or $5 would have gone to great use, but I hope to be able to do so much more and get all the way with this. Well, and, and that, and that's the thing that I want to stress because I know some people might be listening to this going, how do you expect to beat a Joe Biden or a Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth one that just have these, that just have these machines backing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I would say that even if you don't, let's just get your voice out there, some mm-hmm. other voice out there to be able to call these politicians on their BS yeah. to be able to look at their solutions and be like, no, that's obviously not going to work. Here, Here's why. Right. Uh, and I'll even say that it's not so implausible that I could make it all the way and win the election because no one knew who Mayor Pete was three months ago. Yeah. No one knew. And now everyone knows. Uh, now he's uh, one of the front runners. Yeah. Now everyone's you just uh, need to catch a wave. It, yeah. And it, it, for one of the things for him was, Oh, he's the guy. He's the guy with the husband. Yeah, he's a gay mayor, and, and he's really well spoken, and, and he served our country, which is amazing. Yeah, but we don't know much about what he's done or who no. he is or what he stands for. Think about think think about all the people that knew who Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was three years ago. Oh, wait, yeah. no one outside Zero. of her family. One and a half years ago. Yeah, she had four hundred Twitter followers, just like her friends and community, and now she has millions and is one of the most powerful voices in American politics. And she's twenty nine years old and say anything you want about her politics i'm open to uh, to support i'm open to criticism about it but i at least like what she's doing and that she's saying something else yeah Yeah. just anything changing the conversation new to where uh to and, and that's why i think it's okay to and good to have fresh ideas in there because let's talk let's talk about yes. things let's actually have dialogues let's put new ideas out there and not just have people go mm, no that won't work yeah. why not why not you must you must think that we're, we're facing unparalleled challenges and if we don't think out of the box and start pursuing big different things we're never going to change them and what are comics great at thinking out of the box and coming up with crazy solutions to things crazy ideas we think differently and that is what is so important exactly like my plan to end pedophilia we give pedophiles gay dwarfs that's thinking outside the box give them away as a gift yes (laughs) you can register as a pedophile we give you a gay dwarf problem solved do you as the king of the dwarves have the ability to <laughs> to sign off i've been talking about to, it like the meetings. check them out to people yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It, it's basically like a library card you you can see which pedophile had this dwarf before you this is exactly why we need <laughs> to restore our democracy because when you have a aristocracy you have a kingship under brad williams you end up getting loaned out to pedophiles like a library card that's why we have to bring back the core of our democracy vote it's for very ben, simple vote for ben so brad doesn't win yeah uh, exactly you have, right do you have a uh, just a flat out campaign like like motto or the things that like if you were to somebody would see the you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it was, and they saw you running and they saw you on the street and they were like and they, they gave you a little pop quiz about like what do you like what what you know and they give you a very general like what what can you do for me? And they don't get specific. Do you have like do you, do you sit at home thinking of I know you're going out of your way to, to very much be uh, you know, understanding so many issues and watching documentaries and reading articles like you're doing 
so much to try to just fill your head with yeah. so many possible answers and responses to things that, that people are going to ask you. But if somebody does give you just a very blanket general, like, what are you going to do? You know, like, do you, how do you navigate that as far as like, you know, not talking down to them or talking over them, but being like, well, fucking like, here's, there's a lot going on. Like, do you hone in? Do you try to size them up almost like somebody in a comedy crowd where you're like looking at what they're, who they are, what's going on with them, how they're dressed to like respond or. You're saying if they're coming at me in an aggressive way? Yeah, like in a grocery store. No, if they're just like, I saw you're going to run. Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? What, what do you oh, want to do? Oh, I'll answer them. I'll, 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 either A, I'll go back to my game show roots and just say, pass, big bucks, no whammy, <laughs> stop. You're out of time. Thank you for playing. I this, gotta go. This is the other thing too, man. Like, I'm telling you, and dude, if you got on those, on that debate stage, dude, I'm telling you, it would be fucking like, oh my God, dude. People would not see it coming. Donald Trump, mm-hmm. your idiot test starts now. <laughs> his game show was if about firing did. people and mine was about using your brain better to not be an idiot by the way if it's you the perfect said that during the debate you'd immediately get 10 more seasons on the game show network <laughs> by doing that by having Trump on it and know? Netflix we're also on Netflix yeah I know um, but, but let me say this so so I answer people and I just talk to them because I'm trying to to I do care about every single voter and every single person in this country and so Unless I have to go be somewhere, I'm trying to talk to everybody. I just did a town hall meeting at the La Jolla Comedy Store yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine people showed up. Just nine. I did sold out shows all weekend and talked about politics during the act. Did you? I did. Yeah. And got into almost all, all hell broke loose during my last show last night. Why? People disagreed. Just one woman disagreed with me saying the president was, um, was uh, pro-Nazi. And she said, and I'm Jewish. And I'm like, well, you are very conflicted, man, because he said there's nice people on both sides of Nazis and non-Nazis. And he was defending both sides of that. So you got to work that. And I did, did a, bit, a bit about abortion. And a guy was like, of course, a white guy was like, I disagree. It's a human life. I'm like, we went at it for like 10 minutes. And people were screaming, shouting. Some people walked out. But you got to stand up for shit. You got to stand up for what you believe in. He and I actually found a middle ground. He didn't leave. And he stayed till the end. And he and I found Good a nice middle him. ground at the end of the night. It was cool. See, his, and his that, wife convinced us to talk again after the show. <laughs> and, but, that, and, that's, and that's what can happen. Where mm-hmm. when you actually have these dialogues and you, and, and, and you don't just dig in mm-hmm. on on your side and say like nope there is no compromise no nothing this is this is what we're doing nothing gets solved that way yeah and that's what I've been doing for over a year and a half now or a year year and a half hosting We the People at the Improv and at Politicon yeah. this monthly show where I moderate a talk with two on the left and two on the right and even though I'm on the left I try as hard as I can to be in the middle on this show sure. and just try to find a solution on every topic because there's no point if we just keep yelling at each other and yelling past each other there's no damn point the no. rent is too damn high <laughs> uh, there, there's a phrase that you've been using and I want to know what you mean by it mm-hmm. is you say compassionate feel the rhythm feel the rhyme <laughs> get it up it's Bob Sled time and <laughs> it's Bob compa- Sled time yeah you, Com- you know what that's from Cool, cool running. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, you Our president ju- needs you, to know the Disney. You classics. just got sure. Adam's vote back. Uh, okay, good, thank God. <laughs> compassionate capitalism. Yes. Yeah. What is compassionate capitalism? That's how I label myself. I went on Fox Business Network last week, and they tried to introduce me as as a compassionate socialist because they love the battle. They're literally the graphic was Bing capitalism versus socialism, and I'm like, I'm not a compassionate socialist. I do not label myself as a socialist. Bernie does as a democratic <laughs> socialist. AOC does. I do not. I love capitalism. I love that this country, my grandfather's a proud Republican, came here literally after the, war, after the years of World War II. He was in labor camp in Siberia, literally had to figure out how to get reunited with my grandmother when they were separated. They were in China. He had to figure out how to get her to Israel, him to Israel. They had my father there, helped reunite children's families, uh, children with family, helped not reunite, helped 
children separated, lost their parents in the Holocaust, find permanent homes in Israel. Holy shit. Then had to make his way to America where he believed the American dream was possible. Came here with the old story of literally no money, I think yeah. $20 in his pocket, and became a millionaire in America and created a business that was able to build and build and provide for all of us over the course of our lives. Um, he did that because of the capitalist system. I love that you can break out in this country, yes. but it is very hard to do and it's increasingly hard to do. And it's a lie to say that it's easier or that it's possible for everybody. And if you want, and people, and this is why the labeling of two sides is such bullshit, is if you want to get people open to big business and open to letting CEOs get paid so much more and to try brand new endeavors and new fields, you need to provide a safety net. People's risk tolerance goes way down if they're afraid they're gonna fall to their death. That's mm -hmm. why you need a net there. You're gonna be a lot more brave to take chances, to start your own business. If you know that society at least will catch you if you fall, mm. yep. then you're able to risk a little bit more. So we always have been both. We're both, them, we're both capitalist and socialist. So I say I believe in the ability to be upwardly mobile, but you need to have compassion in it mm -hmm. and be able to help people when they need help when society's forces are so strong against them that they really need some assistance to be able to succeed in life, if we are a country with any heart at all, and I know that we are, yeah. you just have to be compassionate as well. And, and, and you're right. I it's think hurt. I, it pains me how serious I've had to be during this campaign. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta. And, and we always find out, like, we think that we don't have a heart, but then whenever we have these natural disasters and the American Red Cross needs money, we, mm -hmm. we donate blood, we donate time, we donate money. We don't, we, we, we and do time. it. Yeah, and, and we do what needs to be done. So people will reach out to people. We want to help people. Yeah. And just a, a lot of people disagree on how that should be done. It's just far too much labeling. They keep trying. And Very this is another so. thing they don't talk much about. Bernie touches on it a lot, but but they keep trying to make us fight left versus right. They keep trying to label us, make it seem like it's these little ideological differences that mean everything. And we can't ever find a middle ground. Left, right, conservative, Democrat, liberal, mm. Republican, even red and blue they color code us yeah guys that's the exact colors of bloods and crips you think that's a coincidence that's the color i just they got chose? kicked out this is a sore <laughs> subject for me from the bloods and crips you guess <laughs> well no, both i wasn't in both you weren't in both you weren't no. like an infiltrator no, i was a blood you were a blood <laughs> yeah and i, I it, like to make blood with my fingers i mean kind of like that yeah. boom Thank God you're not shooting video this yeah. episode. <laughs> I did wear a suit, though. It's a little hot up here. I'm just saying. I'm trying to yeah. get air in the new yeah. podcast yeah. studio. Yeah. And so um, maybe we'd be having more chill political discourse if we like rebranded the parties peach and lime green. It's a suggestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, but I just, just don't think just we need parties. I, I hate the party system. You do. Why? But I just think it's unnecessary to divide us among these arbitrary lines. I don't think people see things along a platform. And then it becomes so tribalistic that you feel like you're a... Uh, you're a you're you feel like it's heresy to say anything that's not in the party line and that's yeah. not how people think yeah and and we, and we find that out on on twitter so often when someone says something where they're like they're a conservative and this and they say something liberal or they're a liberal and they say something conservative then their entire team attacks them their yeah. own team yeah. and it, it, it's a dog eating its own tail at that point yeah they eat their own yeah it, it, it's it, it's madness that you can go wait i can't have one thought 
that's outside of whatever so ridiculous. our platform is. Like, right. I feel like the vast majority of people in this country are are are, are not far right or far left. They're somewhere in the middle. Totally, I think that's I think it's where a lot of us lay. And uh, but and why should we have to just align ourselves with all this mindset of one party or the, or the other? I that, totally agree with you. That's, that's why my campaign theme song is "Baby, why won't you just meet me in the middle?" <laughs> Long, I'm losing my mind just a little. As long as, uh, I won't uh, sing uh, it. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I was, if I was you can get say. Carly Rae Jepsen, that'd right? be huge. Because, look, I think presidential candidates mm. should be judged on who musically they can attract. Mm. <laughs> Mitt Romney had meatloaf, and we all know how that ended. Mm-hmm. Okay, he probably should have brought actual meatloaf. And that would have done better. <laughs> just plates of it. Obama had Jay-Z. Um, well, I've already got one great endorsement from from, from the music world. Who okay. the lead singer of Savage Garden, big supporter of the campaign. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He truly, madly, deeply loves Ben. That's Glebe. a fact. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Are you texting him right now? No. Darren Hayes, lead singer of Savage Garden, big supporter, loves me, spreading the word. All so right, we got that. You do need bigger people like that. And to, we also to... got Kristen Doubt from uh, Great Vanderpump Rules. Yep. <laughs> well, we got listen, Adam Ray and Brad Williams. You do. Damn right, you do. So Nikki Glazer's on board. Hardcore. Fuck yeah. Hardcore. Yeah, we got to do some serious social media pushes in the next few yeah. days. We please. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to see the democracy you, you do a political rally with Savage Garden as your band because every time a politician picks a song, that that artist always comes and out and, go, and goes like, "Whoa, do not." That's not me. In the right. That happens every time. Yes. Where it's like, all right, assist. all right, so I'm Trump. I'm going to use Twisted Sisters. We're not going to take it. And then D. Snyder has to come out and be like, whoa. Wait, was he using whoa. that song? That's the song that I've been using. Is that, it, oh, really? Did he actually use that? <laughs> I think I think so. Oh, bless the, I'm going to Google that because I'm going <laughs> to stop using that immediately. That's a perfect song for have it. Have you thought about the song you would come out to uh, for the... Of the closet? Do you have to come... <laughs> <laughs> I have not thought about that, Adam. Well, these are the things you need to think about. You're not interviewing yeah. Mayor Pete right now. These are the questions. Me. Well, no, I'm saying, like, when don't you... If you walk on stage during the debate, mm-hmm. don't, don't you get to come out to an intro song or no? No, this is not the NBA All-Star game. <laughs> I know that you guys have a different life experience than most. <laughs> you don't get confetti cannons? You do not get your own song. You think they're playing 10 different songs in the candidates? I don't know, dude. It's not stepping up to the plate at Dodger Stadium. It's not. I mean, that would. It's something by Savage Garden. Uh, well, what, what, are, what are your, so the issues, environmental issues, healthcare, um, global, like these are the, right? These are the things you have to be prepped on. Oh, I mean, I'm prepped already on all these things. You and are. Of course, for a debate, I would prep crazy amounts more, as all the candidates do. But I already care about these things, and I care about them just because I'm a citizen who's concerned. But you want to hear one of my ideas? You were saying about ideas thinking differently, and we need there people with outside voices. Yes. There's two things. I already mentioned one of them. Two things that we need to do differently in this country and think differently about. So even Andrew Yang is one of the more out-of-the-box candidates. Yeah. His, uh, I actually really like Andrew. He, yeah. he was on Fox News the other day. As a Democrat, mm-hmm. going on Tucker Carlson's mm-hmm. show, and uh, first of all, that's awesome yeah. that you that you're just having those two voices coming together. Yeah, and uh, he, he offered a new idea about how to get major corporations to pay their fair share of taxes, which, which was it, it sounds out of the box to Americans, but other countries do it. Seems to work to them. And one thing that he said that I re- that I really appreciated, where he said, "I'm not mad at the corporations for not." for getting out of it that's their job their mm. their job is to uh their job is to appease their shareholders right so he didn't d 
demonize them like so many other politicians do. Yeah, and no one's trying to pay extra taxes if there are loopholes that you right. legally are allowed to yeah. to yeah. to use. That's people what, use them. That's what literally everyone does in this country. Sure. Yeah. So what? So what are your? Uh, you, you, you said you had another idea that was yeah. like. So Andrew Yang mm-hmm. is the only one who's like talking about the fact that automation is going to be coming and taking away millions of jobs and taking yeah. away entire workforces. Robots. But I, robots are coming. But I think his solution is very flawed. His solution, mm. his whole campaign is based generally on universal basic income. This idea is going to give $1,000 a month. He did say that. To everybody in the country. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Even millionaires and billionaires are going to get $1,000 a month. Because he thinks it's important to give the same amount to everybody so it doesn't feel like a handout to the poorer people. And I'm like, I think let's save that money. I think people can deal with the fact that if you need the thousand, you get sure. it. If you don't, you don't. So there's that. But secondly, he said something on Rogan that I thought was so, um, it just kind of hit my heart in a way that I did not like. He, he said, I talked to a room full of industry leaders and, and CEOs. And I said to them, how many of you plan to automate away your workforce in the next 10 years? And they all laughed and raised their hand. So it's coming. And I was like, what do you mean, so it's coming? What? That's the kind of thing the president can stop. Yeah. You're running to be the president. You're not running to be like one out of 500 in Congress, and even then you could try to stop it. That's exactly what we need to have a conversation about. Why is it not a conversation in our country about which industries we are comfortable and not comfortable with ceding to automation? Mm, do sure. we want every truck on the road being a robot car maybe yes maybe no let's discuss it and if we decide mm-hmm. we do let's find a way to send to make all the workers land on their feet let's make sure all of those workers yeah. maybe can have ownership in that truck yeah mm-hmm. and then can be responsible for maintaining it and making sure that it's logged and making sure that it is sent in and out under your purview or if you have to find another job that company can train you in the best way and pay for the training if they're going to have the benefit of lo- not having any payroll in the future then they can pay to make sure that worker gets retrained in an equitable field of his choice, yeah, field for, of the future. For instance, you have uh, like the the debate about energy. Everyone says like, well, we can't go away from coal because then the poor coal miners will be out of work. So, right. so you would have a program to find the coal miners' work or re or retrain them or yes, you would have to retrain them, them in just alternative yeah. energies. Those are pretty comparable fields, and you don't have to do it underground where you get black lungs. So that's one where we don't need. Robots take over. We need to stop being dependent on coal and mm-hmm. on fossil fuels, and we need to shift away from that. That's just a future of the planet issue. That's not an automation issue. Sure. And so we need p- – people are getting cancer in their lungs from 20 years in the coals. It's bad for them and for the planet. So that's a bit of a different issue. But, yeah, we have to move away from certain dangerous industries, industries of the past. But ones we want to keep around, I don't want to live in an America where every server at a restaurant is a robot. I like yeah. seeing people. And yeah. America has already been able to – be the richest country on earth while still paying people better rates than a lot of these third world countries that abuse human labor. So we don't have to get rid of human labor. We can still be the one place, even if the rest of the world does it, that you can come to see humans at jobs. Mm. We actually value people. Can you maybe, we could get to a point where we advertise that. Like we're still, we still, you can still see humans here. Like the theme park that's like slowly dying, but they're like, we still got Goofy, remember? It'll be the opposite of Westworld. Yeah. The one place you go where you actually have real people working at jobs, not, not robots. Imagine if Disneyland, like all the people were like those guys, like you shoot and like they look up and they start playing the piano. Like if everybody was just. (laughs) Like the country bear jamboree. I'm here with my family. The mouth does not match at all. Yeah. But that shows you how out of touch and small thinking these politicians are. All of them. No one's saying we should discuss whether we want to eliminate human workforces. Have you never seen 
all science fiction stories ever, <laughs> letting the robots take over never ends well. Never no one predicts that going well. Yeah. Right? You think Will Smith is going to be around to save us? Right? He's not. Jayden? Will Smith, the bouncer from, from, <laughs> yeah. from the Buffalo, Buffalo Helium. Yeah. yeah, 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 he will. So that's one. Here's another one that, that is a, a, a proposal of mine that mm. I think nobody in power currently thinks about this kind of systemic change. But not only do we need prison reform, we need to not make it a school-to-prison pipeline where we punish inner-city people and we punish people that are selling weed to be able to provide for their families and put yeah, them in jail forever. So Not only is that needed to be, it's one of the good, one of the few good things Trump did is some amount of prison reform, but... By the way, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because I, I thank you for saying one thing good. Yeah. Because I don't like people that look at a Donald Trump or will look at an... A, an AOC and say and say that everything they do is bad. No, no, right. no, not every like a blind mouse can find a nut or a blind squirrel That's can right. find a nut every now and then. Like a broken it, clock is right twice a day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like yes, there are some things that certain people do that are good, and so thank and you I've for always, willing to admit that. Of course, always on my podcast, I've given Trump lots of credit for little things he's done that I liked. Mm-hmm. It's just very far, very few and far between. Sure, but um. The other policy that I have that's very out of the box, but I can't believe we have a society that doesn't obviously do this. You want to end corporate crime? You want to end rich people and corporations screwing the everyman? Mm-hmm. Combine white-collar prisons with blue-collar prisons. <laughs> Literally put them in the same damn jail. You will have your prison reform in six months. <laughs> you think these preppy soft prissy dudes are going to yeah. survive a week in these prisons in, no. in in oz and why right and why are they punished less why are they get to go to country club ass jails yeah they don't even lock the doors on some of these yeah. literally that's like a, your library book check in check out mm-hmm. they don't lock the doors they affect millions of lives hundreds of thousands of people they screw with their life savings with the economy, with people's livelihood. People kill themselves over stuff like that. Suicides mm-hmm. happen because somebody in somebody greedy at the top of a company decided to steal their money. And that gets punished less yeah. than a guy that sold weed in his yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, He's yeah, put yeah. in with rapists and murderers, yeah. but not the guy that's affecting millions. And that's the kind of thing, as Cenk Uger acknowledged the other day when he had me on The Young Turks talking about this, part of that the mainstream media would say, that's not a serious idea. But why isn't it? Yeah. Why, why don't we create systemic change? We'll never have a country that values and prioritizes the everyday person if we do not. Yeah. And the other way we take back our democracy, back, flying back to the other idea that's popped back in my head, is we put a firm da- line down in the sand against foreign interference in our elections for once, except aside from the way Trump does it, who's like, listen, I don't see any problem with Russia. They might want to affect the election again. Maybe it'll help me. Maybe it won't. But I'm not bringing it up when I meet with them. Why? I like a shirtless Putin on a horse. <laughs> I want to get on that horse. Maybe a goat. Maybe one nip showing. Maybe two. Maybe three. Does he have a third nip? I love a strong man nips it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I love it. Janet okay. Jackson did it. I'd love to see Putin do it. I'd love to see Putin sing Escapade. I want to see... Justin Timberlake rip off a pasty from the nipple of Vladimir Putin and hear Vladimir Putin reply by saying, Escapet, we have a good thing. Escapet, leave all your worries behind. That is fucking crazy. That That is so obvious when he refuses to like right. do stuff that we're like, hey man, this is fucked up. And he's like, nah, it's probably all good. It's like, do you realize how guilty that makes mm, you look? So guilty. It's so 
in, like, on the very basic level, he, he has committed treason in front of our eyes, and because it's in front of our eyes, we don't take it seriously. I'm honestly getting very frustrated with Nancy Pelosi that she does not call for impeachment. Why I isn't know, she doing it? it? I know it'll mm. be divisive. She thinks it'll be divisive, and it's going to cost a lot of money and run up to the election. It'll give him a talking point, and it might. It'll give him a talking point to rally his base, to say, they're trying to throw me out even though I was found innocent by the Mueller report. That's her calculus. But there's still a rule of law, even if this, and because the Senate will not kick him out because they're Republicans in the Senate still. But the House is controlled by Democrats, and we need, we'll set a precedent where basically are allowing a president to do whatever the fuck he wants to do if mm-hmm. we do not put a firm line down and saying this kind of behavior cannot stand. And you see her saying, our president's involved in a cover-up of a crime, but not impeaching him? How do you put those two together? That's, it's the most insane thing ever that if it was any Democrat, it'd, be, it'd happen like that, dude. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, one of them, got, got, the last one got impeached for getting a blowjob. Yeah, for a blowjob. Is it? <laughs> um, Everybody's maybe- favorite thing. <laughs> Even Pelosi's. Uh, it, uh, how do you uh, put all your focus? Like, is it tough to not when you're trying to prep for um, you know answering questions on everything and just to be as prepped as you can for every aspect of a campaign? Is it tough to, though to not pay attention to things like the Mueller report and like waiting and being like, God, like things will be like? How much energy do you expend on hoping that? All that info just comes to the surface at the right time and obstruction and, ju- and all these things just kind of pan out the way. I mean, if like every day a, a new bomb is dropped and then it fizzles out and, and the smoke clears and we go, all right, well, let's, w- let's wait for that next bomb. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a bigger bomb that drops and really does the damage that we're hoping for. You know, like because to William Barr to just not show up and to, right. and to clearly have falsely summarized the report and then and Mueller's like, yeah, dude, there was a lot of shit in there that he did not. Like I'm like, well, cool, then. Take that in, like then why are we taking that info and right. and I don't know it just seems it. like they're like well hopefully soon that, that like you and know so it's you're just, asking how much time do I do I do do you, do you spend focusing on that stuff versus just trying to uh, turn a, a blind eye to it right now and focus on the stuff that is um, you know really I guess affecting day to day people I spend very little time caught up in that drama I watch yeah. the news every day and I just get a quick and I read a few articles and I get a quick summary of what that's about but I'm just focused on talking to everyday people. And bringing my policy ideas to them, listening to them, and shaping new policy ideas. Like I came out with a lot of policies right off the bat. A lot of these candidates still do not even have an issue on their website. Tulsi Gabbard, I like her. I met her. Not one issue on her website. Wow. And she's a major person, considered a major person, already qualified for the debates. It's ridiculous to me. And there are all these women running who are seem to be great public servants, but I'm the only person calling for a constitutional amendment to protect a woman's right to choose. Why don't we take bold actions to codify in our laws and in our constitution the things that we've been fighting back and forth for ad nauseum forever? We must protect and we need, and, and people are going to say, why is a white man, and I'm kind of white, kind of not half Israeli Jewish, not the most white in the world, but, <laughs> but why is a dude the one that's going to be, that, that we need to stand up for women? Because I think exactly we need that. Because I think exactly during a time Leave when example. people, exactly, when people are, are attacking women, of course, women are standing up against that because it's in their self-interest, but we also need men to stand up for the women in our society because it's not morals if you only stand up for it when it impacts you directly. Yeah. Yeah. It's morals when you stand up for it as a principle, whether it affects you or not. You think I personally will never get an abortion. I'm against it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> but that does not mean I'm not going to stand up for it because I can't get one. It's exactly why we should not legislate. It. Yeah. So, men should not so pass you, rules about women's bodies. So you're, so you're saying that you've never had one. I've never had one. You've I'm talking about never. Publicly. You've never been pregnant. I've never been pregnant. No, shocking. 
I've never been pregnant. <laughs> um, and uh, I did, though, watch twice Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie Junior. Junior. Yeah. yeah. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. So I feel like I know the experience of being pregnant <laughs> As through a, man. a man's penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't DeVito in that, too? Was he also on that? I think he, he was. was in Twins, obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's one he, of the great movies. There's something in Arnold's junior. contract where he's like, I need to see DeVito at some point <laughs> in this process. Um, one of the best lines in Twins is, is very beginning when DeVito's parked in a handicapped spot and the cop's giving him a ticket. And he's like, what's it going on? He's like, you're parked in a handicapped spot. And DeVito looks up at him and goes, do I look normal to you? <laughs> wow. That's pretty good DeVito, too. Thank you. I'm I gonna, will. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start using that. Granted, I, I have a handicap placard, so I can. But yeah. <laughs> Prove it. Um, um, okay. <laughs> uh, gun control. Yeah. That, to me, is a uh, one of the most debatable issues and the most like controversial because, I mean, dude, I can't even believe how normal shootings are now. It's yeah. fucking crazy to me that literally like where I'll see one in a headline and and I uh, react the way that I always do where it's just like, oh, God damn it. And I read too many details and look at all the pictures and I just get like consumed by it. Yeah. You're and then I just jovial social media all of a sudden gets real serious. Yeah, and I love when mm-hmm. you do that. And then I just uh, and then I just move on, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like because you just go or and there's been times when I see one and I go, oh, like it just it yeah. feels like too part of the routine. Yeah. Um there's yeah, there's too many times when you read it and you go, Oh well, only four people only died. Only four people died. Only yeah. six. Yeah, dude. You start you know? to equate it like that where you're like, Oh, this wasn't this one wasn't as bad. Like, yeah. And you start to kind we of make it double digits, so we're okay. Well that's how that's how desensitized we become in our country is we only take notice when our tragedies have big opening weekends. It's like movies. It's like mm-hmm. we need a big number like 12,000 people a year are killed by gun violence, yet we don't talk about it as a systemic problem. But when 14 people get killed at once, that's yeah. all we talk about. Yeah. We need the big media moment to occur for us to take notice. So are you asking me what yeah, I would well, do? How, yeah, what would you, if you you know got in that debate and, and uh, when you get in that debate? So here's where I think it's so important on all these issues, but especially the most hot button ones like abortion and gun control and even the climate, you have to find ways to talk to both sides because we need both sides to pass legislation. So mm-hmm. you have to acknowledge the points that are so dear to the other side where you can. And so when I talk about gun control, and I talk about it in my act too, I say, look, I like guns. Our country is based on having guns. Mm-hmm. It's in the Constitution. I believe it should be there. I like to shoot guns sometimes. I'm thinking about getting a gun. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think guns are cool. Kids are cooler. I think it's more important <laughs> to protect kids. Wait, are you saying that you value the life the life of a child more than yes. you having a gun? And the life Contra- of dwarves. Controversial as well. statement I from know. Ben Glee. It's very true. That's why you and I are such close friends, Brad. You remind <laughs> me of a child in some ways. <laughs> and I want to protect you and hold you close. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, madly, deeply. <laughs> so so you have to talk about it in a way that makes them understand that you would never take their guns away. You're not mm-hmm. going to infringe on the right to bear arms. Because that's what they jump in with. That's what they are You're so You're going to take them away. Of. You're going to take away our guns. I'm like, I listen. want to, because I'm about to buy a gun any day now, I think. And if I can make the time, it's been so busy in the campaign. I want to have one for protection. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll make an important point that I'm not against guns. I don't want to let anybody take my gun away either. What I do want to do is protect our children. What I do want to do is have common sense gun control that we all, 90% of people are down with, with 
yeah. common sense gun reform with common sense background checks. There's just some obvious things. It should not be easier to mm. get a gun than it is to get a driver's license. It should not be easier. If you, there's so many things you have to go through to get a driver's license, and this is a weapon of mass murder that we're talking about here, here with a gun. So also, why are you against a background check? If you need a gun right now, Maybe waiting a few days is the best move possible. Go to yeah. a yoga class. Yeah. Then come back Friday and get your gun. There's a, cer- there, so, there's a certain massage parlor that's uh, located on Melrose. Yeah, Robert Kraft's all about it. We should send, we, we should send you there if, if you still want to shoot someone after that. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> shoot a different load first. Also, and so, <laughs> also, on a side note, that guy's pushing 80. If he wants a finger in his yeah, butt, let him do what on, he wants. Let him dude. do what he wants. Victimless just, crimes. We've got to stop yeah. bothering people with victimless crimes. <laughs> yes. They're on the news. They were like, a judge decided not to release the footage. It's an outrage. No, you're going to release the old man hand job oh, footage? Yeah. Let him have his... Yeah. The who, moment he asked who for wants a finger to see in it? his butt, dude, I mean, like, would I click on it? Of course. Do I want to see it? Yeah. But do I... Do I am I going to lose sleep at night? I, yes, we don't a know little yet. bit. A little bit. It'll infiltrate your dreams, probably. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, that's the least bad thing he does. He supports Trump. He's... Let, let yeah, his hand job part of the part was not the biggest problem. Pick your battles too. Yeah, but with gun control. Wait, so guns. So yeah. let me just finish what I'm saying. Yeah, so, this is big. So you need to have common sense background checks. You need to have. It just seems common sense. We could all agree that we should just make sure you're not a super crazy person or a criminal. And if mm. you disagree with that, then you're probably a super crazy person or a yeah. criminal. You yes. don't get your opinion weighed as much on this one. Right. We're not going to put a gun in your hands, and. It just also seems like common sense that you shouldn't be able to get a gun faster than you can get toilet paper on Amazon Prime. <laughs> so a common wow. sense yeah. amount of time to wait. If we can wait two days to wipe our butts, we can wait <laughs> a few days to get a gun they're going to have forever. That's so funny, but so fucking spot on, dude. Yeah. We just have to protect people, and, and we don't need huge high-capacity magazines. Where do you think this lack of caring for people comes from in some of these people where they straight up can't see the amount of killings that happen and go and and know and see these facts on other countries that will have these legislations with guns and then kind of overnight not fix the problem but like what australia what is it was it sweden new, Ze- what was it? new, new zealand yeah new, new zealand after the auckland shooting that mm-hmm. straight up make those changes and then minimize the casual it's like don't why wouldn't you follow suit like that? It's and just so much of our of our background. It's Republicans play on their fear they and do. say that you that in case the government rises up because they want small government, so they think if the government ever rises up, you have your citizen militia that can, and that's a hard argument to argue against. Oh. And your emergency at, pack. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of those. I need to replenish mine, but um, you need to just make people realize it's so much a part of our culture. Westworld is based on America. Like we were the wild West, you know, people like their guns. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think having guns is a problem. The problem is responsible gun ownership, keeping it out of the wrong hands, making sure that all gun sales, all gun transfers are registered, even private sales. You have to, you have to register that. And, but they fight that too. I was in a gun shop in Dallas, Texas recently talking to them about gun control. Not only did they think Trump never lies about anything, but they also said that they don't. Want, they, they vehemently are against private registration of private sales because they want to be able to pass guns around without the government knowing. Because if the government ever collects all the guns, they won't know where they all are. And it's, so it just seems like a hyper paranoia. It's hyper paranoia, and it's and it's it's sort of like what you say, where it's like if you're that like I don't worry 
that my Alexa is listening to me because I'm not saying anything crazy. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Like I'm not saying anything that would incriminate right. myself or anything crazy. I'm not worried about. Oh, it is creepy when Alexa chimes into a conversation when she was not invited in. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're talking. All of a sudden, she's like, "I don't have an opinion on that." <laughs> You're like, "What?" You did not Never ask fucking you ask nothing. You. Yeah. <laughs> But you, you know, so like, I think Robert Kraft should I don't share care. a video. Nothing a robot see. woman likes more than a hand job video <laughs> taken from a grainy surveillance camera. <laughs> but I like, I like that you're coming up with ideas. I like that you're willing to talk to both sides. I, I, I like that you're not just hammering the same talking points that every single candidate is hammering from the left. I, 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 li- I, I like that you're going places that a lot of people won't go. Here's a new idea just popped in my head. What do you guys sure. want to throw out there? Yeah. Handjob Fridays. <laughs> wow. Well, we used to have pizza boat Fridays at Lake Forest Park Elementary. I'm upping that one, one yeah. level. I mean, <laughs> one very if, it's hand, if it's Handjob Fridays, then the official national anthem will have to change to everybody's looking forward to the weekend because <laughs> that's all we're going to do. We're like, come on, Friday. Or everybody clap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> clap one of your hands. Yeah. <laughs> What's the sound of one hand clapping? America. <laughs> I love that, man. Oh, fuck. Uh, what has been the most challenging thing of all? this yeah. and prepping for it like this is one of the when you kept teasing this online with like i got a big announcement mm-hmm. a lot of people jokingly were like you know would you get a show did you are you coming out like are you you know uh did you get a show about coming out um <laughs> uh, God, my money was on coming out yeah, yeah. You, know, are you, really you guys know me very well it's are very you, are you hosting <laughs> it's a little hurtful wild and, and crazy kids you know so you knew women, omar gooding what's yeah. that you know how much i'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm all about yeah. Women in my life, and you both thought I was coming out of the closet. So that's <laughs> yeah, not yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, Nothing's anything wrong with it, but you know, you know it's not me. Yeah, and it's yeah, hurtful. Yeah. I thought you knew. <laughs> Maybe y'all want me. Is that what it is? Listen, yeah. listen. Deflecting. Your girlfriend is way too hot for you. The best. Agreed. Way too Agreed. hot. Agreed. Way beyond your level. Agreed. So we just assume, funny kills. We dude. just assume that you were paying her, and that she and that she was your beard. Oh, I didn't say I'm not paying her. But. <laughs> <laughs> She's honest. But like, what? Uh, what? What, what did was there a moment of just like I, how can you break down the um, I don't know if it's anxiety but the anticipation of like knowing that you were going to announce this and then it's real right Ooh. once you post it and you're like I'm doing it I've got to fucking go yeah I mean I don't you already don't sleep enough I feel like so I don't know you look rested so I feel Thanks. like you're finding pockets but like does it consume you to where you're like I can't this was the the, the wrong decision or are you just so committed to um, to getting it you know, to where you want to be with this, that you, uh, cause you have a very, and anything you do, you put 110% into it more. So I'd say, so, um, what have been the biggest challenges, I guess, with all this, uh, and trying to get to where you want to be. It's a great multi-tiered question. I appreciate that. I love to right, ask Leslie a question. Stahl. Yeah. <laughs> if I knew who that was, I'd be flat. 60 minutes. minutes. <laughs> We're old. I'm more of a 30 minutes guy. <laughs> Rachel Ray, 30 minutes or less. <laughs> your, your girlfriend told me you were an eight minutes guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a that's fucking. Uh, I'll take that. <laughs> You're acting like I should be offended. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it's been a lot challenging with this. It's been a lot that's been amazing about this. Um, the most challenging two things since having announced is uh, how much there is to do. I've never, for a sustained period of time, slept less. It's been very challenging. I had to sleep a decent amount this weekend because my body was breaking down already. Like I've been like pushing away this like cough that was, was like worse than a cough. And so I, I, right before I came here, I was on my couch. I needed to wa- finish watching the news, and I just had to take a twenty minute nap. I was just so beat. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, so it's that, it's it's round the clock. Being a true grassroots campaign, being the only one, I think, in this whole race mm-hmm. that is not funded by big machines with millions of dollars, we're doing everything ourselves. Like I said, I'm working on the logo. I'm working on the yeah. flyers. Before my big kickoff event at the Improv, my girlfriend and I were literally working on the font on these flyers to make mm-hmm. sure it didn't look blurry and make sure we convinced the printing company to let us extend the deadline so we could pick it up and get it there on time. Organize the volunteers. We've had so many people volunteering around the country, so many people donating around the country and, and saying to us that they're inspired by this campaign. I donated. I'm telling friends to donate. We want to make sure you get on that debate stage. It's so much. I'm trying to reach out to. I still haven't been able to make the time to reach back out to all the volunteers that are writing obviously because you're running a presidential campaign and let me just say one more time because of that to get more money so we have an actual ability to sustain this and keep moving forward and compete and get the word out there and to get on that debate say we only have two weeks to get 65,000 unique donations even of one dollar or whatever you can afford please go to glebe2020.com right now take one minute while you're listening to this while you're watching this whatever it is and please just donate for your democracy and see if they will allow an outside voice on that stage. It's so important. The hardest part has been, that's the other part of it, trying to get respected by the mainstream media. Alternative outlets and podcasts are having me on and some TV, like smaller TV networks, CNN won't have me on, Mm. MSNBC won't have me on. They, I had an exchange with an anchor who said to me, you need to hit a certain threshold before you can get the exposure. But I realize you need the exposure to hit that threshold, and it's yeah. a catch-22. Yeah. Let me talk to producers, and so far I still haven't heard back again. And I'm saying you're putting your foot on the scale. You are not allowing democracy to be real. You cannot anoint as the media who will be the candidates. You yeah. shouldn't have a brand in your news. The news should be you report what happens, right. not this person doesn't fit our predetermined narrative. Yeah. And that's why the democracy challenge is so important, is if you can just give $1. We're not asking for your endorsement for my campaign. Mm-hmm. We are literally just asking for you to give a dollar or whatever you can afford at Gleep2020.com just to see if indeed an outside voice will be allowed on the debate stage. Yeah. That's all. Then let's have a, a wider exchange of ideas come out when you have more voices than just career politicians and multimillionaires out there. So it's been very challenging trying to crack through to the mainstream media, which makes it very hard to reach people. It makes it very hard to get 65,000 donations, and we only have two weeks left to get there. So that combined with the amount of things to tackle, the lack of sleep's been incredibly challenging. Well, for someone who's not sleeping, you're making insanely amounts of good sense right now. <laughs> Thank you, man. So uh, maybe a, a stunt. Yeah. Is there some sort of stunt like a? Um, if you got ideas, streaking, I'm all ears. Well, streaking buck. They, uh, Jamie uh, Masada, the <laughs> Laugh Factory, once told me when Mad TV was out, he's like, "Buddy, buddy, maybe you and the mayor duct tape yourself to the front door of Laugh Factory. Say we until you watch Mad TV, we will not untape ourselves. Maybe toss. He literally said this." Toss Brad Williams off roof onto, tra- <laughs> onto trampoline. He's just trying to kill me. Wearing, t- <laughs> wearing t-shirt that says "Watch Mad TV." <laughs> well, for he wasn't even on Mad TV, so he was really yeah, yeah, throwing yeah. Brad to the to the wolves there. Yeah, Jay Masada also like throwing gave, me into traffic, but yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes there's wolves. Yeah, yeah. And Jay Masada one time gave me the the suggestion when we were doing the early days of what became Comedy Juice. He called me into his office and he says, "Buddy, what you're doing? Very, very fun, fun. You do a sketch on stage, but I don't know." Don't connect. Here's a suggestion. You bring out blow-up doll on stage. <laughs> you say to crowd, we want to meet my girlfriend. And it's blow-up doll. It's girlfriend. And I said, okay, I duly note it. I'm going to write that idea down and then burn that paper. <laughs> never never speak of this again. And save it for a and campaign that, debate. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's how you know you're going to be a great president because you were able to see a, see a horrible idea mm-hmm. and, and, and not... 
and and and, and, not, and not go well. We got to look at both sides of this. We got to look at positive. <laughs> right. No, you're able to. Look, no, that's right. fucking stupid. Let's move on and let's get some good ideas going. <laughs> but don't make the person feel like it was stupid. Yeah, I like. Mm, I'm under advisement. Thank you. And then the hardest part about this leading up to it, and yeah. the biggest regret that I have is that I didn't start earlier because right. I've had this idea for close to two years. I've been thinking about it, and I just kept rejecting the call because it's such an category clismic shift yeah. from mm-hmm. what our lives are and yeah. our lives are really hard work but also a lot of fun and loose and yeah we're not trying to you know go out there and try to save the world and i decided i'm going to throw my hat into the ring and try to do that and try to see if i could add value and um and it's been i knew that it was such a huge jump that it would be a non-stop thing until it until it goes all the way or, or it ends and so i had to just really prepare mentally to do that and like I, I feel weird. The hard thing is too is I like I don't want to like alien. I mean, my friends have been generally very supportive, but like you guys are my boys. Yeah. And like I'm not gonna be able to probably make it to you know our 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 Tuesday drinking night for a while. And I don't want you guys thinking it's like, fine. oh, Ben's a politician now. Hilarious. That's no, a bummer. No, because um, because you're gonna make me secretary of uh, the lower interior. I. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Listen, I love that you've given yourself several cabinet positions during this <laughs> podcast. You can be head of the cabinet, of the cereal cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you could be the Lucky Charms guy. Exactly. <laughs> Please. You give are me, magically delicious. Give Everybody me, give, knows that about you. Give me the damn commercial. <laughs> what about trying to reach the millennial base? Is that like tough? Do you think millennials are going to vote less or more in this like upcoming election? Like they, gonna, That was such think, a big selling point with, you know... Um, Obama, like really getting that young audience. Like, how do you? I think they're already they're pretty woke, right? But have they gotten disinterested because of what's going on? Well, we just had the best youth turnout ever in 2018, and I think it's going to only climb, and it'll only climb even more significantly if you have a comedian, a former rapper in the <sighs> come on on the on the primary ballots. I think maybe you're going to have a better turnout. But I really do think people get disenfranchised when they don't relate to the people. You know, when you're you're in trouble with people relating to millennials as candidates when bernie sanders is the one that's doing that best and he's yeah. 154 years old yeah, people don't that's know his that. birth certificate Everyone he, thinks he's, he's my great 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 grandfather <laughs> yeah that's confirmed yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you know there it's 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 uh challenging well and, and here's the thing whether, whether i hope, we, I hope we'd, we'd we do indeed motivate them to come out we need them to come out the, if you have the youth you have the future yep. and 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 that's what you're doing is you're, is, is you're bringing new and innovative ideas to the same old same old and we really appreciate that. And we know that you like, care about politics, don't care about politics. Let's shake it up a bit. Yeah, for sure. Let's but, just have something different. But, and, and you know what else? That's what people did with Trump a lot. They wanted to shake it up. And yeah. I understand the instincts and I respect it. But shaking up the system is not enough. You got to shake it in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That's something people overlook as a big part of it. And the, the, the other frustrating thing that's not even just mainstream news that's not having me on one of the most frustrating things if you guys saw my announcement video I assume yeah. you did right yeah. yeah starts with that Bill Maher clip yeah mm-hmm. and Bill Maher starts by saying and I quote we need someone who can shred Trump like a stand up does a heckler because Trump is a heckler and to defeat him we need a comedian and Maher won't have me on I'm the only comedian <laughs> in his show three other times that said we need a Fuck comedian God, I hope so much. we need a comedian Rogan won't have me on. Mar won't have me on. I don't understand it. Why are these comics so self-hating? I know we're <laughs> self-hating, but it's like, I, is there a competition? Uh, what, what? Yeah. What is the the like, reason to? Rogan literally said to me, "You're a comedian." I'm like, "You're a comedian." <laughs> like, what is the problem? 
And no. I look, nobody has to have me on their podcast if they don't believe in it. But ask me some questions first. Don't assume because I'm a comedian. Also, isn't it a fascinating? Serious. Like Rogan too is I feel like prides himself on interesting chats, right? With fascinating people. I would you, love for him is, to I've challenge never, me on air for this two hours. Happened, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Let him challenge me and tell me on air he doesn't think I want to be taken seriously, and I'll debate it until I'm blue in the face and he can make a determination. That is the type of discussion I feel like that is, you know, what his podcast is built on. Right. I might have just caught him on an off day or something. I don't know. Keep at it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're you're getting to that point, and that's why we encourage all of our listeners to go and be one of these 65,000 donations. Like I said, $1. Thank you. Gleeb2020.com. Yes, that is the website. You can hear more about my, my positions there and click that donate button um i have not been able to see all the donations but adam just gave an incredibly generous donation to the campaign it means so much to me of course man brad i know you're about to and yep. so um <laughs> i'm very very touched by both of your contributions <laughs> to the glee 2020 cause you damn right get you to the fucking debates dude yeah. that's all that and that and that and that's all we're asking that's all we want see we, that. We that let's we, see yeah. that happen <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, there, there, there was a movie made about Robin Williams being the comedian who mm-hmm. gets elected. There, there was a, there was a comedian that was elected in in, a, in the Ukraine. You don't think Ukraine. there's a precedent for this? In Ukraine, yeah. less about one month ago, yeah, was elected over the incumbent president of Ukraine. Yeah, this comedian named Zelensky literally just won by a landslide right he had no political experience he just played the president on a show (laughs) and won by 75 percent of the vote yes i have tons of political experience i've been a political commentator for over a decade about 12 13 years npr cnn fox news Mm -hmm. abc news i've been a co-anchor of abc news digital I, my podcast is about politics. I am immersed in this. I used to write occasionally for the Huffington Post. I have made it my mission to try to get people to see eye to eye on our politics, to awaken their interest in politics for people who never have. That's why on Last Week on Earth, my podcast, I even make it dirty and gritty and, yeah. and so that people that don't give a shit about news networks that just talk over their heads or talk down to them would be interested in politics. And so don't you want someone with that kind of passion who hasn't yeah. done it? And I'll... Listen. I'll say this too to all the politicians. When people say to me, "Oh, but shouldn't you run for a lower office first? No, because I don't think you can be very effective. Oftentimes in Congress, we've seen that, mm. and we don't have time. I'm running to stop Trump. I'm running because we might lose again. We might have better ideas, and might have ideas that help the country more. Would help them if we won, and we might lose again because Trump is the is a P.T. Barnum. He's the best trash talker, media manipulator, spinner in the world, and you might need an entertainer in there who's dealt with 19 years of hecklers and any crowd and any situation and spinning it always to a victory. Like you said, I've done these eight shows where I improvised the entire show live on Facebook. Yeah. Seen by almost 4 million people in the eight straight shows I did basically an hour and not basically an hour every single week for eight straight cities improvised all different. I can handle any situation thrown at me and I might have a better ability to take down treasonous Trump to stop crybaby Donnie to make sure toupee fiasco does not get another term to make sure coward the duck finally sits down <laughs> you want your nicknames we got your nicknames we got your nicknames I'll throw them right back at you bro this is not a time for politeness no. I disagree with Michelle Obama's when they go low we go high not when the democracy's at stake when they go low that's a great chance to step on them because they're down there now <laughs> and you get your ideas to win it's so important so when people say that they automatically take seriously the Congress people and the senator running, the senators running, but not the comedian running. I say to them, I supported Cory Booker's run for the Senate, and he's running. And I like Cory Booker. He seems like a great dude. Mm-hmm. But, and Rosario Dawson's girlfriend, hats off to that. 
his ex-girlfriend, Andre, Eric Andre, used to date Rosario Dawson, and now Cory Booker. First of all, you see that link there? Comedian, presidential <laughs> candidate, Potential very first smart lady. woman, dated yeah. both, realizes they're both legitimate people to have as somebody you take seriously. Yeah, hey, right. that's not my main point. My main point is this. I supported Cory Booker's run for the Senate. I went to a fundraiser. I donated to his campaign, and it was a private house in the hills. Something I'm trying not to do in my campaign is to, mm. all these candidates, by the way, are spending four or five hours a day calling rich people, asking yeah. for money. They say that they're fighting for everyday people, and all of them, except for Elizabeth Warren and me, is calling five hours a day rich people begging for money and doing huge dollar fundraisers. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for a dollar or five or 10 Jesus. or 20 bucks. That's what I'm doing. You're okay. a bargain. You're like a headliner a doing like a weekend for, you know, six shows for like a, a 400 bucks. Yeah, Bernie yeah. Sanders, $27 average. My average is $8.68. So mm-hmm. I'm giving you about a 66% discount off of Bernie Sanders, $27. <laughs> but so I supported Cory Booker. And then he gave the speech and the event about all the things he wanted to fix in the country in the Senate. I raised my mm. hand and I said, but we know, and Natalie Portman was standing right next to me during this. It was ended up being a similar moment in my life for many reasons. I messed <laughs> my chance up with Natalie <laughs> yeah. Portman. I yeah. digress. I remember the story. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and I got to finally see her again at the telephone for America and I was going to ask her about that night. And, and then Chelsea fucked it Chelsea up. Chelsea fucked it up. <laughs> but I um, said to him, you're saying all these things you want to do, but we all know that Congress is broken and the Senate is broken and you're going to go in there and not going to be able to accomplish most of these things. You're going to run mm-hmm. to your respective cable networks and complain about it. And it's just a perpetual cycle of that. So why even say it? Mm-hmm. It was a bold question to ask. I had a couple of drinks in me. Very, very much so. And Cory Booker said, well, you know, that's fair. Our Congress is pretty broken. Our system is pretty broken. And you can often be more effective as an artist or an activist. So that's the path that I chose to be an artist and remain being an artist and an activist. So by Cory Booker's own reasoning, I'm more qualified to be president than he is. And I would <laughs> say that in a debate when they ask me. Wow, I love that, man. Are you qualified to be president? Gleeb 2020, go to the site, donate anything that you can, $1. Let's get him in the debates. Let's, the sh- let's debates, shake dude. things up. Let's let's call these politicians on their bullshit, whether they're on the right or the left. It it doesn't matter what side you are, you should be on the side of America. And that yeah. is the side that Ben Glebe is. And on. let's take back our democracy. You're not gonna get our voice back if you don't start electing people who look like you and who mm. care about you and who are you. Yeah, and speak like you. Yeah. Fuck right. Fuck right? No one's fuck ever right. said fuck right. Fuck yeah, I meant to say. See, we mess up. We're fuck just right. like no. us. If you're, a, if you're a porn star named like Will Pounder, that's yeah. your platform. You got to fuck right. <laughs> ben Glebe's platform is uh, compassionate, capitalism, and fuck right. You heard it here first in the About Last Night podcast. Glebe2020.com. Yep. Glebe2020.com. Just a buck, dude. Thank you, guys. You're so dope. For You're going to get on. there, dude. I believe. Thank you. I don't, yeah. I'm not a hugely spiritual man, but um, I'm going to pray. Thank you. I'm going to pray just so that we can make it today. <laughs> Who said that? We've MC Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a regular That's dude, why bro. he's qualified. That's why right there, a Hammer reference. <laughs> we are now about to break it down. <laughs> it's Hammer. Go Hammer. MC Hammer. Yo Hammer. And the rest can go and play. You can't touch this. That's our slogan. Good night!
for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Meh, what's up, dog? This is your pal Bugs Bunny. Say, uh, I got a question for you. Do you know who has the head of Elmer Fudd and the body of Foghorn Leghorn? Why, that's Adam Ray and Brad Williams. Ain't I a stinker? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.